All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, one of us loved Usher and one of us... Thought it was meh. Just meh. That's you ask my reaction to the Super Bowl last night, and I said meh. Overall, the whole presentation. Yes, I went overtime. Stunning victory for the Chiefs. I went to bed early because it was a little boring. Taylor Swift. She was there. Did you know that? She's adorable. Did a lot of jumping and excited. You know, ice spice hugging and um, cute. Um, It was meh. I thought. I mean, the, the the football was okay. Again, I don't love you watching don't watch guys football, get knocked down and, and pe- people trying to hurt each other. Um, and I like Usher. So we can't trust your view on this. But Usher, meh, at least in the beginning, like when Luda came out and then Lil, you know, John. Lil John came out. Yeah, what? Yeah, right? Like that was, <laughs> yeah. that had me, oh, you know, yeah. bopping. But like everything last night was meh until the postgame speeches, which were dumb. <laughs> and... And that's, I mean, it was okay. It was fun. It was the Super Bowl. I had low expectations. and But that's why I love the halftime shows, because I had zero expectations. Oh. Like when they said, hey, Usher is the halftime. Yeah. I was like, eh. I thought Matt I mean, I, also. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I think deserving, based on, you know, his impact to pop music and R&B. I that. But I'll tell you, when he took his shirt off, the show got a lot better. Mm-mm-mm. Sorry, I know I'm sexualizing him. I'm doing all the things we tell men not oh, to I do. I tweeted that last night. I said, I just got mm-hmm. pregnant while mm-hmm. watching Usher at the Super Bowl. Should have started with, should have led with that, Usher. Mm-mm. But okay, this is a perfect it. example, though, of A, how everything is so subjective totally. when it comes to this. Because, like, and then we as a people, okay, before social media, you would watch something and you would form your own opinion about it and you'd be rest you'd be fine with your own opinion but now what do we do we watch it and i'm like i think it was good mm. but let me reinforce what i think about it by going on social to media. social media mm-hmm. that's so true isn't that true yeah that's true it's like before i just have my own opinion oh that was pretty good yeah. i'm going to but now it's like oh i wonder what other people thought and totally it influences how we think about it so i was like okay i think it's pretty good but let me go online, and it, half the tweets were, oh, that was great. Half the tweets were, oh, that was terrible. Really? And it just shows you everything. Like, when it comes to this, it's just subjective. If you like totally. it, you like it, and mm-hmm. if you don't, you don't. Mm-hmm. But I thought uh, we'd have differing opinions. I thought I'd be the one going, eh, meh, on the halftime Oh, show. but you liked it. But I had, like, zero expectations about it. Yeah. So I was like, that was pretty good. Yeah. And especially, as you said, when Lil John comes out. Oh, that was fun. And Ludacris. Yeah. I mean, and Lil John really... was like in the, in the crowd. Like, that was kind of fun. I, I get the, the beginning. I think it had some technical problems. The, the halftime show, the mics were a little off. And then I did love the, the rollerblading or the, uh, what was it? Roller skating. Roller skating. Minnesota yeah, made, apparently. Yeah. Minnesota made roller skates. Literally. We're going to milk that one. Uh, that was fun. And I was impressed with Usher's moves on roller skates. That's what I, I couldn't believe that. Really I was like, okay, impressive. is this AI? Mm-hmm. Is this AI? Because are they really roller skating? Because that was, they all were fantastic. It was really cool. Um, and but, the stage looks so slippery, too. It's like, man, right. this is going to be slippery. And small. 
and I was just going at high speeds. So that I thought was an interesting display of athleticism. He almost fell at the end, but that's okay because, you know, it was – but I thought – Production-wise, they didn't do a great job. But it was cool to see all the acrobats. And then I thought to myself, Jordana, what, what are you down on this? This is free entertainment. I need to. That's what I'm asking. I need like, to be less critical. I thought the production was great. But I thought like J-Lo's halftime show blew me away. Even Justin Timberlake when they were here, I thought that was really interesting. I, I just um, – I don't know. I just thought it was meh. And also because Usher should have come out with a banger. He should have come out with one of his huge hits sure. to get the crowd popping, and then maybe you can do your medley of songs that we've never heard, Usher, or just stick with the nine minutes that we all love. That's so true, because I was at a Super Bowl party, and mm-hmm. people my age, and we we're all kind of watching it. And, uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, as soon as like, then you get when Little John comes out, and then... Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're all singing along. Ludacris. Every, yes, everybody mm-hmm. starts bobbing their head like, okay, here we go. Yeah, I thought yeah. Alicia Keys was meh. Yeah. You know, and she's a great oh, artist, phenomenal. a talented person. I thought, mm. and maybe it was the acoustics or the way they mic'd or whatever. I just was like, oh, all right, not, not so but much. Again, it's like, and yes, obviously, it's not like they just throw it out there and see what happens. I mean, there's very, they practice it and they determine the mics and they determine the acoustics, but still being able to pull that off in the halftime of such a huge Agreed. is still uh, a tribute to. Mm-hmm. Like Americanism, you know, like just, I mean, that's America, man. It's the Super Bowl. We're do, even like for artists, you might be lukewarm on. Mm-hmm. It elevates them to mm-hmm. the point where this is kind of a stunning production. Mm-hmm. The production in the middle of a impressive. football game, in the middle Correct. of the biggest sporting event in the world. Well, what did you think about that sporting event? The game was, uh, it was good for about a, not even a full half. I mean, probably, you know, the fourth quarter mm-hmm. and the overtime, obviously, but like the first half, ugh. Mm-hmm. Very boring. And, you know, that's another thing. Like, you get online and people are like, well, if you're a football guy, it's good defense. This is good football. Okay, both can be true. It can be good defensive football, mm-hmm. and it can also be boring. Mm-hmm. Just like I was equated to a pitcher's duel in baseball where it's boring to watch, mm-hmm. but it's mm-hmm. very, um, like, structurally and technically it's a good baseball mm-hmm. game, but it's still boring. That I mean, you can tell me, well, it was all good defense in the first half. Maybe so, but a lot of mistakes were made. Very sloppy. Mm-hmm. So the football game was about a out of ten, maybe like a overall, probably a six and a half. Hmm. What football game? All I did last night was <laughs> catch views of Taylor Swift while oh. I was watching the Usher concert. We will not take any Taylor hate. I was in a I was at a, a Super Bowl party. I was at <laughs> little Taylor hate going on at the no. Super Bowl. Yeah, there was a, they were Who annoyed. Can hate Taylor. They, oh, there was plenty of people that were getting annoyed. And she was so genuinely excited. She'd have to be a really good actress to act that out. She was genuinely excited. Do we think she was gen- – Dave, was she genuinely excited, Taylor Swift, or is that kind of an act? Um, I think it's kind of an act. I think her specific moves were an act, given that she's I do too. I think surrounded she is- by a certain group of people who are dressed and are looking a certain way and are celebrating a certain way when certain things happen. Because they know they're about to be on live TV. And Taylor Swift is a brand. Yes, and all right. They know that millions of girls that are their possible yes, fans are all mm-hmm. waiting with bated breath see for the one wearing. moment Absolutely. to see all yes. of them. Yes. Oh, I'm here. Look at we're so happy with our friends and red lipstick and yeah. whatever. Yeah. You know what I was waiting for? Remember at 
halftime war- weren't like Taylor and Travis Kelsey supposed to anna- like bust in and announce the right wing conspiracy that everybody should vote for Biden. Yes. And that Did at I the miss end that? he was going to propose to her. Did I, I was that? kind of waiting for that. Although yes. credit to uh, the Biden social media team. They put out the tweet last night, dark, you know, the dark Brandon was Biden. He's got the glowing eyes. That's what they call dark Brandon. They tweeted last night with the dark Brandon, just how he had it written up. Just how we planned it. So you got to laugh at that. That's good. That's good. All right. Well, of course, we haven't talked about the most interesting part of the game, which are the commercials. Uh So let's take a quick break because we have a couple. We'll play for you. You'll chime in. And we want your favorites, 651-461-9226. I've got two favorites. You've got a favorite. I've got a favorite, yeah. Dave's got a favorite. Mm -hmm. Uh, What was yours? 651-461-9226. More after this. The commercials, I thought, were okay. I wasn't overwhelmed by any of the commercials. I don't think we're at the point anymore where we can be overwhelmed by them. Because for a number of factors. One, I think, first of all, they release a lot of them ahead of time, so we kind of know what's coming. Mm -hmm. And secondly, I just don't, there's so much entertainment now where I I just think, like, it's harder to be surprised Mm -hmm. by things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I thought they were pretty good. I thought thought we had some pretty good ads last night. We definitely had some good ads, but the first ad I saw... Was the Jesus ad, and I was oh, surprised. How about Jesus spending a lot of money? The Lord. It's a large budget. Yeah, but I thought they were very well powerful. done. Yeah, they were very powerful, and I thought, you know what, this country needs to hear that message. We need to be kinder to yeah. each other. Right, and, and it doesn't I hope have to be a religious. Attention. Right, it doesn't have to be a, that. Doesn't have to be a religious message, by the way. No, it's it to doesn't. Be kinder but, to each other. Yeah, but I liked that it was from you know the Christian. Church. Yeah. I don't know who funds those ads, but you know what? Religion can make you nicer. It can hold you to a high moral standard, and we can do that. So I liked those ads. I thought they were impactful, well done, and I thought they had high priority. I don't know if you pay more to be the first ad out of the gate. Oh, yeah, you do. You do? Oh, okay. Absolutely. But that um, – I thought it was an important message, and I, I hope nobody was offended or upset by that, but I really – I liked them. Yeah, because I had heard that – a lot of money was being spent, and again, I'm not sure he gets us. I don't know what organization, what specific religious organization that is. It's called He Gets Us? That's part of the, yeah, that's yeah. part of the message, and I've yeah. seen the billboards. But look, if you, you Google know, that. There's, yeah. there's been a lot of debate about Christianity and especially the evangelical mm-hmm. Christians and about whether or not that specific message coming from a lot of Christians is really the Christian message of what Jesus would practice. And I was pleasantly surprised that that message last night is one that I align with Jesus and that loving everybody, welcoming Mm -hmm. everybody, Mm -hmm. helping those in need. You're right. I mean, it's hard to argue against that message. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was very well done. Yeah, me too. Okay, so that didn't top your list necessarily. So mine, I'll go first. Yes. Uh, Probably no shocker. Uh, My favorite uh, was early on. It was the uh, Kawasaki uh, side-by-side commercial. Here's a little sample of that. Thanks, fellas. Business in the front, party in the back. 
Yeah, the, the all-new Kawasaki Ridge. The mullet had hard to really get the concept listening to it, but this is two guys get into the Kawasaki, and they shake their heads, and suddenly they grow mullets. And everything they pass, a bear grows a mullet that was a stone-cold Steve Austin. The turtle. Bald, who's bald. Mm-hmm. They pass him, and he shakes his head, and suddenly he's got a mullet. Uh, very well done, the Kawasaki. And Kawasaki, you don't really hear much from Kawasaki anymore. So they they took a gamble saying we're going to pay you know money to put this in. Mm-hmm. So that was my favorite. Those side-by-sides, by the way, those are wildly popular. What does that mean? Like that. Side-by-side side by is side. like an all-terrain vehicle, but oh, instead okay. of like a four-wheeler you sit on, they're like small cars, basically. They're yeah. buggies, basically yeah. like a dune buggy, you know. But yeah, they, they are immensely popular. You see them all over the place now. I thought that ad worked really well because it was exactly what it was advertising yeah. for mm-hmm. also. Right. There were some commercials where I'm like, okay, so who's this ad for? Mm-hmm. But this one was exactly that. This dune, this dune buggy or this off-roading yeah, yeah. vehicle party in the front business. Yeah, business it's, it was it was classic. And I that's really liked it. Exactly how I mean it's people that have maybe a few acres of land yeah. and they want to be able to haul a little bit of firewood, right. but they yep. also want to go ripping around some trails yep. on mm-hmm. the weekends. I, and do right they likely brand. have mullets? Um yeah, yeah. A higher population than normal might have mullets. I think so. Crew. I think that's accurate. That's fair. Uh then my close second uh a lot of people like this one. This is the uh State Farm ad with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Cut. Hey, Arnold, I'm hearing neighbor. It's neighbor. That's what I said. Neighbor. 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 Let's go again. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Cut. Now what? Neighbor. Yeah, neighbor. Just like it's written in the paper. Neighbor. That was the sheep. And you know it. Neighbor. Still no. Neighbor. 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 This lady's in labor. Hot. Arnold. Oh, so good. And then Danny DeVito shows up at the end. Uh, how's that, that that reference? The twins reference like oh. from the 80s or 90s. But again, Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, he's a, I guess, adopted American treasure. But, yes. Yeah. So that was very good. And I think every, a lot of people like that one. I like it. Um, my favorite. So you did your two. Mm-hmm. My favorite was the Dunkin' Donuts ad with Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. I don't think you should do this. Last year she came to my work. Now I got to show her what I can do. He's here. Affleck on the track. What up, Brooks? For your consideration, here comes the Boston Massacre. The Dunkies. Touchdown, Tommy on them keys. Play a coach. Got it. I'm open. And need no introduction, my partner. Sometimes it's really hard to be your friend. You said you were going to support me. Come on. I mean, that, you know, Ben Affleck busts into J-Lo's studio. Yeah. And he tries to impress her with a rap. Tom Brady is playing, yes. uh, you know, on the... Tom Brady, by the way, he appeared in another ad. Multiple he was, ads. Yes. And then Matt Damon at the end yeah. in that ridiculous outfit for Dunkin' Donuts. You know, was I'm like, dude, it's this. hard yes. to be your friend. Yeah, I, it was so bad. It was good. You know, the rapping uh, and it was classic. And also Dunkin' Donuts is a brand that I love mm-hmm. because we grew up with that out east. We didn't have like caribou coffee and it was before yep. Starbucks. So Dunkin' – and they didn't have it here when I moved mm-hmm. here. Now they do. But um, So I love that brand and we grew up with the It's Time to Make the Donuts commercials. That's what it was. 
And I don't know, the fact that Ben Affleck and Matt Damon are still friends, I just think that's a nice Hollywood story. And the Tom Brady thing was hilarious. He's funny. Um, yeah, I love Jay. Matt Damon over. was very funny. Very At the funny. end, like, remember when I said I'd do anything for you? Yeah. Well, this is anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was really cute. Yeah. I didn't really talk about donuts or coffee, but it was no. cute. So, And they were wearing the, the Chazarai, the Dunkin' Donuts yes, know, sweatsuits. Yes, sweatsuits, which sets. I'm sure will be available soon. Yeah, so I yeah. – which will soon be available. <laughs> I might have to get one. So that was pretty much it for me. Not, that's what I mean. Nothing like stood out. I don't remember laughing out loud. I don't remember being surprised. In past years, I think I've cried a little bit at some of those Budweiser yeah, commercials. Yeah, usually there's a sad one, you know, that grips. grips. Yeah. I don't remember really an emotional one. I don't remember way. an emotional one either. I mean the one that Mark and I were waiting for was the stand-up to Jewish hate one, which it was, the little blue square. You mm-hmm. probably don't even yep. remember seeing this. No. But it was a little blue square. Yep. You know, all hate is bad. It showed, you know, Jews and Muslims working together to clear off graffiti. It was, again, well done, mm-hmm. non-inflammatory. Yep. But all hate is bad. So that was a good one. Um, I don't know if – it changed any hearts or minds, but that was fine to have representation. Um, yeah, I, it didn't like – it wasn't touching in any way. It's not like I'm watching them over and over again. None of them I right. sent to any friends. I didn't send the memes to any friends right. that's, saying that's – That's a good factor if you're yeah. sending somebody, hey, yeah. Dave? Uh, my favorite was the Mountain Dew commercial featuring – Audra Plaza and Nick Offerman. It's me, America's sweetheart, and I just love having a blast. The Mountain Dew Baja Blast. Kids party? Having a blast. Stuck in an elevator? Having a blast. Winning. Losing. Having a... Probe me already. Blast. I can have a blast anytime, anywhere. And with anyone... <laughs> Mountain Dew Baja Blast in stores everywhere. I too am having a blast. Yeah. Okay, what's great? What's great about this one to me is that they're they're playing their characters from Parks and Rec. It's April Ludgate and Ron Swanson, which are like that's one of my favorite all time shows. And those are like the top two characters in the show. And I'm like, hey, mission those are accomplished. People I know, blast. yeah, mission yes. accomplished. And then it's uh, Mountain Dew, which is just like. You know, sugar water that kills you, but is delicious. Um, so, but to yeah, it was just it was just totally it makes me want to drink it. What did you think of the RFK <laughs> ad? Oh yeah, I don't think I saw that. Oh, it was like the old school Kennedy mm-hmm. Kennedy. It was like the old JFK ad, but it was RFK Junior. Oh, I oh wow, yes. I didn't see that. Oh one. yeah, I'll have to Google that it. That was very unusual. And then somebody, a couple texters, saying that the Kia ad with the female figure skater with Grandpa watching. That was, that was sweet. an emotional one. Yeah, that was an emotional one. Yep. It was very cute. Um, that one was, I don't know, maybe wrong heartstrings because I didn't know it was for Kia. So I didn't know what the ad was for. Yeah. I guess they were driving home in a Kia up to the mountain where Grandpa was apparently mm-hmm. sick and couldn't come to her recital or whatever, or her dance, yep. excuse me, her skating. her skating thing. Yeah. All right. Well, let's take a break. Coming up, we are going to actually talk to somebody who knows? And there I'm was a football myself. game last yeah. night. There was a football game, and uh, Brian, <laughs> Brian Murphy, Murphy is going to join us because he he can. He I wonder if he thought it was meh or if he thought it well, was. He'll fantastic. have opinions on everything too. That's up next. All star closer Kenley Jansen. We have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? 
Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And the weather brought to us by Sun Country Airlines. A lot of Sun Country flights probably headed out of Vegas this morning as uh, the throngs there in Sin City escape after uh, the Super Bowl last night. Could you imagine that, uh, Jor? I think it would be horrible As we have Brian Murphy uh, Mm -hmm. going to the Super Bowl, and then, oh, by the way, you're in Vegas for a night of debauchery. Uh, Brian, you went to Vegas this year, right, Uh, during that Vikings-Raider game? Yeah, only a slightly less yes. more boring game, <laughs> yes, I guess, right. uh, at least for the most part. That 3 nothing fiasco That's in right, uh, 3 nothing. God, that was actually more boring than the first half of last night, and last night's first half was quite boring. Uh, first half, maybe even halfway through the third quarter. I yeah, mean, I, yep. it, it felt like one long infomercial after a period of time. Like, I thought, I, I don't know if I have overtime in me. Turns out, I guess I did. I mean, the game did pick up in pace. It did go back and forth a bit. Uh, as it progressed through the fourth quarter and, of course, into into the overtime. It just was uh, – I mean, I, I figured it would be a defensive battle. I figured – I didn't predict to anybody in particular other than anybody with an earshot. I, just, I said 24-21 Chiefs just because I thought these were two good defenses. I thought it was going to be difficult to score. And, lo and behold, that's what we had. I didn't think it would be that difficult. I didn't think it would be that sloppy. There just wasn't a lot to look at uh, for a, for a long period of time. And – I don't know if the game contributed to the malaise feeling. You guys have been talking about ads. I, I didn't feel like the ads were that great either. It just felt like we all had to sit down and eat our porridge and just get through this because, you know, it's the Super Bowl. you got to sit and watch. <laughs> I, that's what was kind of when, we, when Jordan, Jordan and I were starting to talk about the ads. And I'm wondering, is the shine kind of off the, the just because we're entertained? Because we can't be surprised anymore? We're not really surprised anymore. You know, they put these ads out a lot earlier yeah. and – just like there's so many different avenues of entertainment now, you know, where it used to be, that's the game. It still is a huge game and a huge event, but like the entertainment portion of it, I guess, doesn't really live up to like all our other options anymore. I have no idea. Maybe that's has something to do with it. Well, and I, it's such a high bar. I mean, there's been 58 of these. Yeah. So every year, you know, you're thinking, oh, it's $7 million. They're going to come up with something fantastic. I mean, there's only so many times you can, you know, trot out the, the Clydesdales and, and try to, you know, tug at our emotional heartstrings. I think, you know, they're slickly produced. You know, for me, it was the, the Dunkings ad with Ben Affleck and yeah. uh, Matt Jordan Damon and, and Tom yeah. Brady. Yeah, I mean, and I didn't think it was fantastic, but I thought compared to all the other ones, that was maybe the most entertaining because there was a wink-wink self-awareness going on of, of everybody in there. But it's a tough that's a tough bar to, to reach when you're, you've got a, a very cynical, jaded uh, – uh, attention deficit audience uh, waiting for to be wowed as they have for 30 years, you know, and it's just, I just, I don't envy those that have to, uh, to put these together. Brian, let me ask you this. I, I asked uh, the boys this in our meeting. I ended up watching the post game interviews. I don't know. I needed to sleep and I couldn't fall asleep and I needed something to bore the hell out of me. So I was watching the post game interviews and I get that they talked to Patrick Mahomes. He was the quarterback. He won 
MVP. He yep. did a great job. MVP. Okay, I didn't know that. He was the MVP and deservedly, you know, again, winning quarterback. But then they talked to Travis Kelsey. And from what I saw of the game, and now I'm reading about, um, he – like Travis Kelsey didn't have a great game. It's not like he – Caught a lot of passes. It's you know I, I rem- in the beginning he yelled at his coach. I don't think that was very nice. But he was up on the stage and they gave him the mic and then he started singing and doing a thing. And I thought, why? Why are they talking to him? Is he is he the captain? He's Travis is Kelsey. He, is he someone special on the team? Or yes. Like, really? Yes. But only because of his celebrity or no, because he's one of the best tight ends in the history of the game. So is it appropriate to just talk to a, a another random player? And weren't the other – Brian, I know this is a long question, but were the other players annoyed because other people caught more touchdowns than him or than he? I wasn't there to ask if they were annoyed. I yeah. don't think they were. I mean, the reality is he as, – as Adam said, I mean, he is a top-notch tight end. I think he finished with 90-plus yards. He did have some key catches okay. toward the end of the game. I thought it was a horrible look watching him yeah. practically assault his head coach on the, on the sideline demanding presence. I thought that was a diva moment. Yep that would really uh, stir up the anti-Swifties. Like, look at, she's gotten to his head. He's bigger than he, the game. He, you know, he's literally attacking an old man on the sidelines. I think we'd be talking a lot more about that today if San Francisco had won, uh, because that's in a pretty egregious thing uh, to have essentially an employee go after his boss in such a public and, uh, manner. I mean, there's sideline meltdowns all the time. Uh, you know, and Reed addressed it afterwards too, saying he just startled me. I, I dropped my play card. I didn't see him coming. Uh, it just, it was a bad look. Um, I think, and you know, when, when Taylor Swift is planting, you know, smooches on, on Kelsey on the field, I mean, that's going to draw cameras uh, like bees to honey, but he is a major, major part of that team and that offense. And even before he was dating Taylor Swift, I mean, he's a major a uh, commercial star, he's a major NFL star who's had a productive career, so I don't think it was out of the realm to have him on the podium taking questions. I mean, would he have been there if he wasn't dating Taylor Swift? Yeah, I would think he probably yep. would be. I mean, you're not going to interview yep. the left guard yep. uh, too Perfect. often yep. uh, after a, a winning Super Bowl pl- uh, uh, ceremony. Okay, that, and that's honestly what yep. I really wanted to know. Apparently, though, the Swifties are again like upset with Why? Travis Kelsey because it showed he had a he's got a bad temper now, and they think he may he might be a bad influence or be, be bad for Taylor. That's I'm just a, I'm a just reporting. The, yeah, you know, I'm plugged into that community, and I just wanted to share that too. And that is life in the fishbowl for That's you. Right. Huh? <laughs> I, uh, I, You're plugged into I, that I, community. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to the overtime because the stories coming out this morning is that Kansas City, fully aware of the new overtime rules, had prepared for this. Let them have the ball. Let's have the final say. And conversely, that the 49ers really were totally caught off guard with the new rules. I mean, is that plausible? I guess because, well, it shouldn't be because if you're a coach, you should know that. I mean, we were at the party. We're like, at the party I was at, we're both like, okay, we, uh, the party I was at, we're like, okay, do they? we were confused. Oh, do they get the ball again? Oh, yeah, these are the new rules now. But, boy, it sure seems like. The 49ers were caught off guard by these rules, and I am wondering how is that possible? Yeah, I I was surprised. I mean, my 13-year-old son pointed that out just before overtime started. He goes, you know, there are new rules. And I thought I wasn't really aware of that uh, for the postseason, um, yeah. which is, is essentially every team is guaranteed a possession. Even if the first team scores a touchdown, which in the regular season uh, would automatically end the game. Or And if you remember, that rule was instituted in 2010, 
of course, because the Vikings yep. in the 20, 2009 NFC Championship game in New Orleans famously went to overtime. New Orleans won the toss, got the ball, drove down the field, kicked the winning field goal. The NFL decided, you know what, we should, we should at least give each team a chance. But they still hedged it on if you score a touchdown, the game is over on your first possession. Well, for the playoffs after there was a divisional game a couple of years ago with Buffalo and the Chiefs, you remember that crazy yeah, finish, uh, the NFL game, decided, yeah. all right, for the postseason, we're going to try to be a little bit more like college and have both teams have at least one possession period. Uh, the way Shanahan explained it, I didn't listen to all of his post game, but it sounded like they were almost playing for a third possession. Almost yeah. essentially, if we can get the ball, go down there and score a touchdown, even a field goal, we, we're pretty certain Mahomes is going to get him in scoring position. We want, we want the hammer to come over the top. I don't know what the analytics say. I don't know if that's the wise move. Uh, neither team was doing a heck of a lot offensively. Uh, I, I, I don't know. It, it just felt like, you know, I, I'm not going to hold Shanahan to, to that high of a standard. Now, if there was chatter coming out of the locker room, players don't always know all the rules, yeah. but the head coach should. So yeah. I'm sure if he was going into this and was caught unaware of the new rules and just panicked and took the ball, uh, then that's on Shanahan. But my guess is they said, look, we want the ball. We want to put the pressure on, on Kansas City. You're also, you know, you're antagonizing what could be the greatest quarterback of all time if he, uh, Patrick Mahomes, uh, continues on this Tom Brady route. Uh, to that note, we're talking to Brian Murphy from uh, Bring Me the News and um, a Purple Insider. Uh, obviously, Pat Mahomes' legacy, a lot of legacies here, the Chiefs, Mahomes, and Andy Reid. I mean, Andy Reid, uh, two, te- two different teams now at establishing themselves as not at the Belichick-Brady level yet, but, boy, they got a lot of time to uh, get there. Well, they're halfway there. I mean, famously, Brady and Belichick won six together. The Chiefs got three. Yeah. Uh, their first repeat winner since the Patriots in 2005 no team has ever three-peated, so they've got a carrot dangling for them next year if they want to run this back again. And, you know, this was the more difficult of their three yep. victories. Uh, they were not uh, clicking on all cylinders throughout the regular season. I mean, you remember the opening night, the Lions marched into Arrowhead and, and took care of business. And, you know, there were, there were times during the year where the, the Chiefs just didn't look good at all. They were the number three seed in the AFC. They had to go on the road and beat a very difficult Buffalo team in some terrible weather. Then they had to go on the road the following week and beat Baltimore, which was arguably the best team in the NFL with the reigning MVP in Lamar Jackson. So impressively, they added to their, and Mahomes included, added to their postseason resume of finally taking care of business on the road. And even yesterday, they were two-and-a-half-point underdogs to San Francisco. So uh, this is a team that found a way to, to do what it needed to do and kind of lean on its experience and scar tissue to, to, to come through in the postseason. And I think that's what's most impressive. And they fell behind again, 10 nothing, as they did a year ago to Philadelphia. And I just, I, you never want to count out the Chiefs. I would, as, as Mahomes says, we're never an underdog and, and they've, they've proven it. And I, I don't care what anybody's roster looks like in, in September, the Chiefs are the team to beat until somebody does. <laughs> So I'm I'm looking at them. They've already got their dynasty, but they're going to have some motivation to to do something no team has ever done, which is win three in a row. We're talking with Brian, Brian Murphy from Bring Me the News and Purple Insider. So Brian, what do you do now in your off season? Do you watch more NBA? Do, do you take some time off? What do you do, sir? 
Oh, I don't do much else. I'm, I'm basically, my son's uh, Pee Wee hockey playoffs start tonight, so that's kind of where my mind is for the next week, hopefully, if he can last that long. Um, pitchers and catchers are reporting to spring training yes. here in a few days. Wednesday. So yes. Wednesday, I mean, Twins are looking, uh, you know, at least, I know they haven't, they're not done adding pieces, but there's a lot of momentum coming off of last year's season success. So it's kind of nice to turn the page and start thinking a little bit more about baseball. Um, so you're not going to be gonna... covering the uh, state dance competition? I'm not there. I didn't get credentialed. Wow! Don't get... Mar- don't don't you de- bes- besmeech the uh, I want the I... state dance competition. I I'm about to sing the praises. To transition, of my Brian, yeah. to tell you and congratulate Adam's daughter. Head in the state. Her... Yes, that's what I was. Oh, this is a new development. State uh, dance championship this uh, Friday at Target Center. Yeah, I'm a proud dad. That's right. Yep. So congratulations. It is a big deal, and the Absolutely. girls get very excited. So I didn't know, Brian, if maybe you're you know covering that. I am not covering that. I am. I don't have anything to write anytime soon. I might go to a Timberwolves game in a couple of weeks when go. they get back home, be just because they're the hot story in town, and they seem to be still gaining momentum. As uh, I mean, a long way to go before the playoffs start in April, but it, it seems like they are the most promising team in town to cover right now. Also, uh, just briefly before I let go, we're reminded just how cool sports is. Not a lot of uh, um, juice behind the Wild this year, but they had. Uh, uh, Mark Andre Fleury's 1,000th game against the Penguins this past weekend in that final minute was about as exciting as it gets. You're reminded that even sports, when your team is not in contention, can be awfully fun. Yeah, and it's it should be no. I mean, this is a guy that not only is a Hall of Fame goaltender, but he's a Hall of Fame person, yeah. and that's what you hear all the time from his teammates, both in Minnesota and the fact that it was against his former team, Pittsburgh, and they presented him with a gift beforehand, and Sidney Crosby had a – Nice moment with him in the locker room earlier in the day. He's universally respected around the league as not only a great money goaltender, but just a great ambassador for the game and a guy you want as a teammate and a guy that just seems to be at 38 years old, uh, has been able to, for 30 years, basically live his dream of, of, of playing hockey for a living, and he's still doing that. But he's also still good, and he's probably arguably had a better season this year when he's been healthy than he did last year with the Wild. And that's been impressive to see. So he, he may not be ready to hang it up. He might be done with Minnesota this, after this season, but I'm not sure he's done on the NHL quite yet. Thanks, Brian. Thanks for the time. Uh, appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Brian. All right. Sounds good, everyone. Brian Murphy uh, from Bring Me the News and Purple Insider. 9.50 on WCCO. Yes, a proud dad moment. Yes. Coming up next. 9.55 is your Lindis Construction time check. Time to invest in clog-free leaf guard gutters. Receive 50% off installation labor my oldest child morgan the love of my life one of them mm-hmm. uh dancer and this weekend we had our section uh finals down there in uh uh in monterville high school and heading to state and i morgan has had a tough year she broke her leg missed the first half of the dance season as a junior you know Wanted to be with her teammates. It was so frustrating for her to be on the sidelines for the first half of the dance season. Mm-hmm. Busted her ass to get back in there uh, through rehab and through uh, training. Joins the team, and they made it to state. South St. Paul dance team heading to state. First time in 20 years. Wow. So uh, Amazing. Yeah. So there's two uh, dance competitions. You have the kick. That's like the Rockettes yeah. kind of. Mm-hmm. And then the Jazz. Mm-hmm. So they're headed to state in Jazz. So they will uh, appear fr- Friday at the Target Center 
perfect. It's right after the show, so I can walk right over there and see my so daughter. Great. Uh, state tournament. So God bless Morgan. I just love her so much, and she's uh, really been through it all this year, and I'm happy that she's heading to state. It's a, lot a big of, deal. A lot of tears were shed this weekend. So congratulations. And good Very for proud you. Dad. The dance moms and dance dads put a lot of energy and effort yeah. into dance. And girls, I hope you appreciate those parents. And mazel tov to you. Thank you. We hope she kills it. Yeah. She will. Quick takes. What do we got coming up? Well, with the Super Bowl over choked up. baseball just around the corner. We'll talk a little bit about that. Also, uh, try to figure out what really happened at the Lutzen Lodge on the North Shore last week. We'll talk about that in quick takes. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 